am rolling. <coughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Pat, you know I love golf. I know you do. You don't love the way it was played yesterday, but go ahead. I have no way to prove this, but at about 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon, I said Justin Thomas is going to win this tournament. Well, that's a very good pick because you were watching the way every one of these other mutts was playing. <laughs> Zalatoris I wanted got, to got, shoot no, 80. I know. I know he did, but see, I'm building into this thing. Oh, see. okay. Oh, <laughs> you're going to... Uh, it's almost like you guys haven't worked together for four decades. <laughs> well, I didn't know that uh, we were not... No, I'm telling you about I that. I hope it's about Giants. Ridge, yes, okay. home to the legend in the quarry. <laughs> the greatest value in Minnesota golf. And between June 4 and August 29, play the 37-hole uh, special. The legend in the quarry on the same day. The 37th hole is lunch on them at the Wakuda Grill. The lake view is one of the finest and most peaceful overlooks in all of northern Minnesota. You can view these 3D course flyovers of the legend in the quarry at Giants Ridge. I'm thinking of it as a family vacation destination, given these gas prices. You're going to stay right in the state, and it's uh, it's more than golf, although it's the greatest golf in the state. It's more than golf. It's hiking. It's nature trails. It's biking. It's water recreation. The newest and largest lift-serve mountain bike park in the Midwest, dining, lodging, and more. You can book tee times online at GiantsRidge.com or call them for your tee times, 218-865-8030. It's the best golf destination. It's in the top 10 golf destinations in the northern half of the country and, in fact, is ranked number three. Uh, It's just fantastic. It's the kind of place where Justin Thomas could make a comeback. It's (laughs) GiantsRidge.com. And uh, I said that. I have no way of proving it, but I just had a feeling that, uh, that the guy from Chile, who I never heard of, he wasn't going to handle it real well. Ah, uh, that swing of his on the 18th uh, tee was one of the worst I've mm-hmm. ever seen. And why is he worried about hitting it 350 yards? Oh. Why doesn't he just take a nice little swing, hit yep. it about 290, 300, somewhere in fair territory? And the worst he can do is be in a playoff That's if he right. does that. And uh, one of the most idiotic plays I've ever seen. And uh, then... then even then, he hits all that. He follows that up with one of the worst chips in history. Right. I don't think that. I don't think he had com- complete control of his bowels on that last uh, uh, hole. He could have had an accident. I think he was very close to. Uh, it was painful to watch Eldrick, wasn't it? Yes, it to was. play that poorly. Uh, and is he? Yeah, did he withdraw on Saturday? Uh, he after quit Saturday's after round seventy-nine. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and uh, it was. It's a good thing he didn't play Sunday because they had her. Uh, even a little now the wind wasn't blowing but it had it was a little tougher on sunday he might have shot 85 you, so. well we've had this talk a hundred times uh, is this it yes why and go to the british uh, open you can't no, play. no no the british open because if the wind doesn't blow he's st andrews he's gonna play st andrews he loves st andrews right. but the british open is not gonna here's the thing they got going for him now on, on these golf courses like when they can set it up, the PGA and the U.S. Open, they want. They get if they can get those greens as hard as they want to. Mm-hmm. You're aiming at about four yards, right? You know, you're not. It's not. You're not aiming like the rest of us do at this big opening up there. You're aiming at trying to aim it somewhere where it doesn't roll off down right. into the countryside. So uh, it's those. You know, grow rough. And make the greens rock hard, and you can defend yourself. Mm-hmm. Boy, have they tricked that place up compared mm-hmm. to when I was there or when Tiger won it to whatever year that was. 
but uh, uh, when it was hot and steamy. If you're going to have a golf tournament in, at Southern Hills, though, May is the time to have it, not not in well, August. They damn near froze to death Saturday. Yeah, it was 58. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was really weird. But uh, yeah, I mean, Justin Thomas played great, uh, and nobody else played worth a damn. So. That's the way it went. What yeah. was his comeback? Seven shots? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Uh, third highest in major golf history. Wow. Your uh, your ball club had a nice comeback. That And I didn't watch it. I didn't see it. I, I, I kind of had given up at him, on him. And, uh, so here's how I... Uh, I was watching the, the uh, golf. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they looked at my phone, and they had, it was 6-5. to five. I so. left the boys' uh, final flag football game to go to our baseball game, and it was 6 nothing. and I pulled into St. Patrick's parking lot, thinking, well, they, get, they took two out of three. Yeah. And all of a sudden, holy crap, they came back and won after yeah. our game was over Yeah, with. they got five. Uh, boom. It looked like very quickly they got five in the eighth, and then uh, they came back again and one on the ninth, and, and Kansas City's got some hard throwers in that bullpen. So. Where are they tonight, Detroit? They're nice at win. home. Well, they're at Detroit. home. I will, Detroit. yeah, they're home for four with Detroit, then they're home, uh, or three for three, Detroit, three. and then they are got four with uh, Kansas City again, right? Yep. And then they go to Detroit again for five. They go you to know Detroit what I can't for wait five. for, Patrick, is on Wednesday, I'm going to get the text from the mayor what the bleep is YouTube TV mm-hmm. for the Twins game on Wednesday? Is that what it is? Yes. Well, I won't watch it. <laughs> YouTube TV is the, it's not YouTube. It's YouTube TV streaming service, which is what right. I use. Yeah. Oh, you do have that. That's right. That's, uh, that's the one I, I got. I was just at a house over the weekend where they got that, and I couldn't figure out how to use a remote. And <laughs> <laughs> it's just a mess. Well, uh, we had a we had a uh, failure of uh, for a couple hours. Uh, was it last night? Uh, we had a failure for a couple hours. Boy, I saw a good movie though. What? Bought it twenty bucks on TV. Really? The outfit. Yeah. Mark Rylance, who's a fantastic actor. Uh, the older guy was in uh, the Bridge of Spies. You saw the Bridge yep. of Spies. Yep. He was the prisoner that was being exchanged. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and then Zoe Deutsch, who's Leah Thompson's daughter, is in there, and she's kind of works for him. And he's he's a tailor. He's a uh, makes suits, but it's um, it's a, and then the mob is using his place to store stuff in the back, and it's really good. Hmm. I enjoyed it uh, greatly. So it was worth the twenty bucks. It's about a tailor. <laughs> it's not about a tailor. It's a, the guy. The main character is a tailor. But there's a twist or two, including dead bodies. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. So, you know, when the mob is involved in a the movie, there's usually dead bodies. I want to tell you something that you don't have to worry about. What? You like to add things you don't have to worry about. You don't have to worry about monkey pox. Monkey pox? I, what, 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 if, if, do you have to be near a monkey to get it? I just saw the headline. Well, no, I, I think, well, I think initially you might, the first guy probably The first did. guy had to be near a monkey. Near a monkey, but then, then it can You go. know where he got, in other words, he was at the Rock of Gibraltar, huh? Well, they had a lot this of monkeys guy. there. They got lots of monkeys. They jump on your car and they poop and they throw poop at you, too. <laughs> they are not, they are evil creatures. I know how to get rid of monkey pox. Mm-hmm. Kill all monkeys. Jesus. <laughs> All of them. Wipe every them monkey. Off the that, that is a piping hot sports take. <laughs> right you guys, you guys take it away. I got to go right. meet a guy. Yeah, well, I don't man. want to, but I couldn't change. So the, Joe's uh, anti zoo, and you're anti monkey. I'm anti monkey because they're mean and they they're up to no. What about good. the cute ones that people have as pets? 
Yeah, they're not. They're up to no good. They're up. They, they, they'd have a chance. They'd rip your eyes out. You know? <laughs> they're mean. They're they're mean. So how did I? I haven't paid much attention to monkeypox. What is it? You don't need to. You don't need is to. Is it smallpox or it's just is it? a virus been around forever? But because of COVID, now we're gonna go hysterical because we've got another illness. I saw a young lady today driving. I was driving down University Avenue. There wasn't wasn't anybody within 150 yards of her, and she had her mask oh, on yeah. in the corner. What? What are you afraid of, honey? I like the people. Nobody's that there. I'm going down 35W to head home, and, and they got her guys in the car by himself. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know who you're protecting yourself from, sir, but God bless you. You know. There's just the, the people that are going to take all the precautions necessary, I guess. But there's no precautions necessary when there's not another human being around you, right? That's a very I good know. point. It's not It's not like just flying over. It's not, they're not, it's not <laughs> flying over and saying, let's get her. Come on. <laughs> These little germs aren't, aren't flying over there. Uh, all right. Anyway, yes, night, nice twins come back. Uh Big uh, brouhaha. We have discovered, uh, and, and I guess Judd and Phil discovered, and Declan discovered this before me. You know, when you uh, write something for the newspaper, mm-hmm. and then you uh, see the comments, if it's a twins thing, cheap poll ads. invariably it's the cheap poll ads, yep. and we build them this stadium, and they promised us they were going to win World Series and all that stuff. And you kind of get the crotchety crew, right? Yep. So you kind of get the perception, yeah, that might be still the, the Twins' audience because the gate, attendance has been terrible. Yep. And uh, But there is now this positive force of younger fans. The number crunchers? Many blog-driven. No, just a younger. Many blog-driven, but they've... They've come from the Vi- they they're the Vi- they they're this way with the Vikings they're the kind of the pro Kirk Cousins crowd the analytics crowd sure yeah yep. and then but it's not necessarily the analytics crowd it's mm. it's it's a it's a feel good crowd you know and it's and it's uh, the Timberwolves had a fine season and they're young and they're building even though they crapped away three double-digit leads and mm-hmm. became the first team in history to do that. And the Wild uh, had a great, great season, and it was just, uh, you know, the refs didn't give them a good break or something. There's this whole – and now they've reached the Twins. They're all mad at me because I have been ripping the idea that we should send Royce Lewis down to AAA and have him play all over. I want him to go down to AAA and become a better shortstop. I don't think he's a big league. He's an okay big league shortstop. But next year, when you have to actually be a big league shortstop, go in the hole, do all that stuff, I want to see better footwork from him. I want to see a better player. If you're going to have him in AAA, play him there. So anyway. Is he better or or not as good as when Polanco was a shortstop? Oh, he's better than Blanco. Okay. Yeah. Blanco. But isn't that good enough? Blanco's. Is that good enough with a team like this? Uh, well, it might be good enough, but I think he's got a chance to be great as an athlete, you know. For sure. So, anyway, and if you're going to send him down there, I don't want to take Urschel off third. No. And I, you sure as hell not going to take Correa off short. And I've heard some people say, play him at first. Okay. No, that's, let's take, that's uh, just stupid. Let's take our. Uh, you know, Louis Arise is fine as your first baseman. And you want him in the lineup. Yes, right. you got to have him in the lineup. Let him play first base. You know, he's no worse than Sano. 
you know, defensively. probably better yep. defensively. He was yep. way better offensively. Makes the lineup move. Judd was talking about that today. That they the mind when he plays, you don't get to the automatic strikeout in the middle of the lineup, right? Anyway, although didn't he strike out yesterday with the bases loaded? Yeah, but that's gonna happen. Which I just I found that's, fascinating. That's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. He did have the longest streak, though. I think wasn't it forty-one straight plate appearances without a strikeout? Yeah, that's you're not gonna see that from Miguel. No, <laughs> you know, you might see forty-one straight appearances without a hit. <laughs> yes, you might. <laughs> so anyway, that first base is not a problem, really. Everybody went and goofy when Lewis got sent out. I, you don't need him. You know, really, right now, you don't need him because Polanco's playing great second base. And uh, Arise, I, I want Arise coming up to the plate, not Royce Lewis. And uh, Ursula, I love Ursula. He's a really good player, much better than I thought he was. Hell of a third baseman. And, you know, I don't want Royce Lewis playing in the outfield. You know who so. I actually have been pleasantly surprised by? And Johnny Height scared me, scared the hell out of me with him. But Sanchez has played pretty good this yes, year. Yes, he has been fine. Yeah, he has been fine. And he hits some, he, every hit he gets is a double. Yep. And, uh, you know, they're talking about maybe having him play first base for a couple of games. Has he played know. there before? I think the Yankees might have used him once. The Yankees were so paranoid about his catching that they were going to They were going to move him there, around. sure. But, uh uh, yeah, he's been a good player. He's Speaking a, he's of, he's a good player, and he's not. You know, it's not. They made it sound like you're going to be turning around and running to the the batters. Uh, you know, sure uh, to the the backstop cra- backstop. Uh, half the time, he's, yeah. he's okay. So, speaking of the Yankees, and as long as we're mentioning that trade, what is Josh Donaldson's problem? Uh he's either way too intellectual for the rest of us. <laughs> or, or he's a complete idiot because the his the, his reason for calling Tim Anderson Jackie is that he says that he read a couple of years ago that Tim Anderson was making some Jackie Robinson comments about how he loved him and what he did and you know and he, he sees himself as Jackie Robinson when he's playing but you okay. know emotionally and okay. stuff and. Which is really an esoteric way to uh, get to calling a guy Jackie, or he's just a, you know, com- I think he's just I'm a gonna complete say the latter. bonehead. He's a complete bonehead, yeah. Because now he said that he wanted to cool the tensions by calling him Jackie. That's probably not the right way to go about no, it. No, it's not. But I don't, you know, I, I mean, baseball would really be overreacting if they did anything about it. I would, yeah, I think so too. Because he's not, you know, it's not like saying, hey, Martin Luther or something. But the thing is with Donaldson, none of this was surprising. When I saw this, when did it start? Was it Saturday? Shut up. Yeah, just just be quiet. Well, remember, was it last year or two years ago when he was with us? He started something at at Chicago. No, in Chicago with the White Sox. Remember when he hit the home run? He did something where he, when he crossed the plate and then got thrown out of no, the game. No, that's when he kicked the dirt on it. That right, but he also said with, something. To, he also said something to one of the White Sox pitchers. Oh, really? Okay, I can't remember that part. Yeah. But yeah, he's a he's a loose cannon. There's no doubt about it. But you know, they made a good, that, that turned out to be a good trade for him. Yep. Because I like both those guys. Unlike so. the Taylor Rogers trade. Oh God, <laughs> that's what a, that's the case though. There's people defending that. There, there's this. You can't judge this trade yet because they have Paddock under control. 
and you know for a couple of more years well one of those is going to be spent rehabbing and guess what when he's good he's when he's pitching he's not that good he was ordinary and uh and the other guy pagan he's a he's just another guy you know he drives you crazy with his not throwing strikes but he was terrible last season. You you and you gave him six and a half million dollars. Right. You think that six and a half million dollars could have been spent better? Well, and I, I like the point that you made, I think it was a week ago, where if they were still in Grant and look, they're in first place. They could probably use Taylor Rogers right now. Yes. And the thing is, if they were dead set on moving him, as you pointed out last week. They could have got a ton for him at the deadline. Yeah, uh, left-handed. Really, now they—I'm sure they'll tell you why they were worried. He's get his dislocate his finger again or something. But uh, you know, that would you—you know—you're only left-handers, Theobar. You got a—you got a 14 pitcher, no, 13 now, but it's uh, pitching staff with one lefty. Caleb Thielbach. That's hard to do. They're not a starter, not a lead. Not, now they might have called up that Moran today from the Saints. I don't know. But, you know, just the urgency to trade him made no sense. I to didn't me. get it either. Because they said they couldn't sign him and he wanted to become a free agent. Well, you take the six and a half million you gave the Padres and put it on top of the Whatever you were offering Taylor Rogers, you would have gotten him probably, mm-hmm. right? So, do you think that I think he's really good, and uh, if he's healthy, I've I've always liked him a lot. He had he he had a he he has those periods, like most relievers, that he'll have a you know three clunkers and a four, uh, you know, a couple of times a year. But game in and I mean game in and game out, he's uh, he's really good, and it was. And and I told you, I was told that Terry Francona was like, oh yeah, he was alarmed. What are they, what are they like, doing? What the hell are they doing there? Do you and, think that they did that move, not knowing they'd be a first place operation by Memorial Day? Well, they did it after they had Correa. That's what I'm wondering. They'd already so if you if you accept Correa. for thirty six million, because didn't they trade him on opening day or yeah, the day before uh, day opening before day? opening day? If you if you're gonna if you accept Correa, then you're thinking you can win the division, right? Mm-hmm. That's the only reason yeah. you're gonna, or at least compete for a playoff spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the only reason you're gonna add it when when Boris calls you. That's the only reason you say yes is you think you have a chance to win. Or do you say yes, thinking well we'll see how we do, and then if anything else we can move him at the deadline. Yeah, they did. They did get the. Uh, uh, he doesn't have a no. Tra- he can't turn down a trade. So okay, they can trade him at the deadline. But at you know what, at the trading deadline, okay, you would get more for Taylor Rogers than you get for Carlos Correa. Really, because of the money. Left-handed relievers. Yeah. Relievers always. Relievers always. That's mm-hmm. at the trading deadline. People Pitching want. And- Pitching. Exactly. Yep. And generally speaking, relief pitching. Okay. And Correa, you're saying, yeah, I only got him for two months. And he's well, I gotta pay him. Because yeah, I yeah, I remember when when the Orioles moved Machado 
They got mm-hmm. one guy that I think is going to yeah. be a player, but that, otherwise, they, I don't think they got much in return for him. Well, by the way, San Diego just uh, went through the Giants in four games. The Giants are going to end up under 500. Their lineup stinks. But they were scoring runs like crazy for a while, but they, they can't continue. But the Padres just went through them, and they're – the Dodgers, you know, the Dodgers are going to win 110 games, so they probably won't yeah. uh, won't match that. But they're going to they're they're playing good, and they love him. So, by the way, I but s- that but this underground of people who want to debate me on the Taylor <laughs> Rogers, I, I don't, I'm not participating. You know, Goodbye, <laughs> not participating. Somebody the other day was, uh, uh, I said something about Royce Lewis. The Twins got him playing left field today or something. I says, they're going to stick to their ridiculous plan. And wanna, why do you think it's ridiculous? And I said, not debating with Twins homers today, maybe some other time. <laughs> I had a bad weekend on Twitter. I, I got like Sunday. I must have tweeted like 50 times. And then some days last week I didn't tweet at all. By the some way. Some days I get possessed. Speaking so. of who's garbage. Your Washington Nationals are two games ahead of Cincinnati yeah, for last place in the National League. I saw. I, I was reading this morning, I think it was Nightingale, said that Rizzo might be in trouble. Didn't they just win the World Series two years ago? Three years uh, ago? Three years ago, wasn't it? 19. Yeah. But, uh, I know they the sold off a bunch is, of pieces. Their but. other thing is the rumors that Soto might, they might trade Soto. Oh. I would call them up and say, uh, uh, I got Kepler, I got Buxton, I got uh, Larnick. You want all three? Give me Soto. <laughs> Give me Soto. He's a player. I love that guy. He's a maybe the best hitter in base. He hasn't gotten hot yet, but they they haven't paid him yet. And no, he's it's still going to be three fifty or something. Easily, yeah, yeah, easily, no doubt. There's, there's, you know who supposedly could be interested? Yankees. Oh, there's a shock. Judge, you know who's hitting like a maniac? Aaron Stan. Judge. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stacey, I was watching the other day. He had two straight hits, just singles to right field because they're playing him like right over here. He's Boy, if he's not going to be an automatic out, that team. Whoo. Good luck when uh, we run out uh, Emilio Pagan to finish oh, them off. Good Lord. <laughs> he won't even – He won't even. well, he'd have to pitch to at least three batters, but he won't make it out of the inning. No. The other day he uh, – he came in and he got to Dick and Dick and uh, Latroy were pretty excited because he got the first guy out just like this and you know he, and he last save he only needed ten pitches and then boom I and hit, boom and boom. I don't know if you caught it yesterday, but Latroy had a great line. I caught a few couple of the first few innings during the game on TV yesterday before we had to take off. But uh, Dick was talking about some of the great pitchers he's worked with in the broadcast booth and the number of wins. He said, "You know, I've worked with." Jim Cott. Oh, I remember because it was he was mentioning it was Tommy John's birthday yesterday. Yeah. So he said, I've worked with Tommy John, and he said it up the number of wins, and Jack Morris and Jim Cott, Burt Blylevin, and he said, Latroy, how many wins do you have? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> it was a all great... he knows is he's top ten all time in appearances. I think is he, he really? Oh God, he, yeah, he's um, yeah, incredible number of appearances. I guess I didn't. Re- I mean, I know he well, pitched maybe, for a maybe long not time. Top ten, but he's he's had an. If you take out the prehistoric guys like Cy Young, oh, and those okay. guys who pitch fifty games a year. Now, are you and Latroy still good? Oh yeah, we're fine. Though. Okay, yeah, he, he forgave me. <laughs> what did you call him they, again? I <laughs> said the worst. Starter in the American League has become the worst closer in the American League. I don't know why you would have been offended by that. I don't know either. 
Holy cow, 21 years he pitched. Oh, yeah. Wow. With a fastball and a slider that went, the slider that broke three inches. He, he You know what? He was throwing the high strike before it was fashionable. Yes. Yeah, he, he was. was You're right. People out with the high strike. Before I it was never would have guessed this, Patrick. One thousand and forty-two games he he played in. Oh yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, he was. Uh, if he had a breaking ball, man, he would have been a hell of a starter. But he, uh, but he, he made himself into a very durable reliever. I think he ended up on the DL like second to last year or something. But I think he went about eighteen years without. Without ever being hurt, did he so. win a ring with somebody? Was it? Did he he was in a series with Colorado. That's what it was. But they didn't win it because they lost uh, to Boston. Yeah, yeah, I think was that his only World Series? I'm not sure. So Man. he was. Uh, I remember talking to him in the corner in the Fenway clubhouse during the World Series. That was something. That was a little crowded in there. Oh, I the, bet the, the clubhouse is the size of. If you took these, if you took the Joe Suture studio in its entirety, that would take up the whole clubhouse in oh, Boston. God. It was. Yep, his last year, 2015, with the Blue Jays. Wow, mm-hmm. 1,042 appearances. And by the way, his ERA with the Blue Jays was 2.76 at his 42 year? years old. Yes. Last year, he probably didn't pitch much. Well, either. he split between Colorado and Toronto because that was the year Toronto. Toronto, they were a playoff it. team. They, oh yeah, they just, in fifteen. Well, he would have been a teammate with the charming Josh Donaldson That's true. that year, wouldn't he? Yes. Wouldn't and what did he say about Tommy Canley? Worst teammate I've ever had. <laughs> I thought, that is one thing about I him. I want more Latroy on the broadcast. One thing. He'll drop a truth bomb once in a while that uh, <laughs> that would keep him from being a, a hundred and twenty game a year oh, guy. For I want him on every time. Oh, God, he's fantastic. I listened to Cotton Costas for about four or five innings the other day. Man, those two guys are still good together. Oh, God, Costas, yes. It's like Costas becomes 10 years younger when he's with Cott, and Cott has got 80. I think he's almost, I think he's 84, maybe 83 for sure. And his voice is like he's 50. Now, they, know, they do the, is it Thursday night showcase on yeah, MLB? Yeah, maybe that's it. Is that yeah, what it is? Because I will catch Thursday. it on occasion, too. Yeah, yeah he's so God, great. The two of them are I mean, and Costas is like really into it, and uh, so you know, now that him. Fox lost Buck to, to ESPN, why not approach them about doing the World Series? Or are they dead set on having well, Smoltz and whoever his partner is going to be now with Fox? Yeah, I don't know who's going to uh, who is going to do the or hell have a three have Costas Cotton when Smoltz. Is, so Buck's gone already. Yeah, in fact, he did he did golf this weekend on ESPN. Okay, all right. I saw him on so the TV a couple already. of times. They, yep. have, they haven't named their baseball lead baseball guy I, unless they unless I missed it. I have not mm-hmm. seen it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Buck, uh, very underrated in my opinion. Um, oh, I think he's Minnesota great. Minnesota fans still hate him because he made fun of Randy Moss, but uh, or rip Randy Moss, but. Uh, you know, he gets more criticism for no reason than. Oh, he's anybody. great. No, I think he's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's 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 not just a for playing himself in Brockmire alone. That makes him fantastic. God, the money that they are these guys are rolling oh. out of there, though. I mean, it's like the last vestige of network TV mm-hmm. to get people to watch, and and even. Any cable TV. I mean, these cable, Stephen A. Smith making six million or eight million or whatever. What the hell? Eight you know? millions. Eight millions <laughs> for Stephen A. Well, and I was debating this with someone else in the industry a, a while back, and I'm thinking, 
I don't care that Tony Romo's doing the AFC Championship game. I'm still going to watch yes, the damn yeah, thing. Yeah, that's a, that's a good that's a good point. I mean, and I mean, granted, a, a good commentator does enhance sure. the broadcast. I get yes. that, but I'm still going to watch the Vikings game on Sunday, regardless of who does the game. Just like I'm going to watch every NFL playoff game. I don't care who's doing the game. Well, what's interesting is giving Brady $375 million, not knowing if he's going to be any good or not. And he's still playing. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, we all were convinced that Tarkington was going to be great because he was glib. Okay. And he lasted, what, two years? I don't know. I, uh, that, he, was on, he was on Monday Night Sports, uh, Monday, Monday Night, Night Football. Football. Okay. And he lasted two years after the... After Jose uh, Howard and Meredith were done, and those guys, and he wasn't any good. Because what was what was it with him? He just yeah, wasn't a good storyteller. Just jabbered just was... and never said anything, and you know he just you know, people didn't, you know. He, he, and what it's caused now, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Drew Brees was in the studio for the NBC the Football Night in America with Dungey and uh, I think who who's the studio host now? It doesn't matter, but he said. Well, I want to be back in the booth now because he's. I'm sure for one, he's seeing the money, but two, he's probably saying, "Well, I don't want to be in a studio. I want to be at a. Is I want to be at a good? game. Is he any good? I, I you know what? Honestly, on... I don't really remember. I watch uh, having the NFL package. Mm-hmm. I watch uh, you know all the games, and I have no idea who's doing them. And now, if I get Tariq. Uh, with when he's on with Gus, the guy that's oh. on, I love that guy because Tariq, what's his name? Akib, Akib Talib, Akib Talib. Yeah, I love that guy because he says whatever oh, God, comes yes. into his mind. He he's, was he's doing. Like he's talking to the guys on the corner, man. He's I can't great. remember. I if, love him. If he was doing a Vikings game or he he was doing a game, I was watching, mm-hmm. and Gus says something about oh, veteran receiver catches one across the middle. And you just hear Tlebo, oh, he trash. You know, it was like, whoa, wait a minute, what? Well, I also liked him to say, yeah, can't wait to get this game over. I'm taking my kids to Mall of America. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Flew him in. He was taking his kids to the the uh, Mall of America amusement park, I guess, out there. So, yeah, I, I, but, you know, most of the time I don't even have the volume on, you know. Yeah, so you just I are just, watching the just game. Just watch right. the game, click around, so. And Brady, I wonder, Brady might, he'll probably become candid, don't you think? Well, I would think because, you know, I, I was talking to somebody else about this and I said, he's too wired to be the best at everything that he's going to work his rear end off oh, to become God, the yes. best broadcaster. Yes. You know what I mean? He he just won't half-ass it. He's going to mm-hmm. really take time to learn the craft. And yeah. whoever, I think it's going to be Burkhardt is going to be his partner you know damn well that Brady's going to fly him wherever so they can practice at some high school game in Tampa or whatever <laughs> yeah, they're going to do. Well, this guy that this officially tells us he's going to the, the Giselle's giving him one more year and then he's got to be he's, he's yeah. one more year of playing. But uh, watch him go out and do what he did last year and say maybe just one more year after this yeah, year. Yeah, he's uh, it is. I mean, he's. One of the most amazing athletes of our lifetime to still be Pat. still be NF candidate for NFL MVP at forty four. Pat, know? he's older than me. That's oh, why yeah. I'm rooting for him to keep playing. Yeah, he's yeah. my last guy. <laughs> yeah, it is incredible. It is incredible. Um, yes. hey, quick question for you. You mentioned Cot. When is uh, uh, Cooperstown weekend? 
second to the last weekend of July, 23rd or something like Good that. Good and steamy then. 20, July 23rd. Okay. Yeah, it's got a hand, fighting chance. Are you there. are you thinking there's going to be a giant twins contingent heading yeah, out that I way? Yeah, I would hope so, although I don't know about uh, prices are outrageous. I don't even know if I'm going yet. I'm oh, really? I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, our best laid Star Tribune plans haven't been made, so I don't know what they're doing, but they better get on it pretty quick because sure. uh, we're going to be uh, we're going to be patch, packing a tent in a nearby uh, uh, park if uh, they don't uh, get right. on it pretty soon because the prices are just outrageous. So, I but have they been I, I have they been well to, attended pre, the last however many years it's been for all well uh, the. Uh, Induction weekend. This is going to be big because Poppy's going. So Boston, oh, sure. Boston will have a huge sure, sure. congregation. Uh, but you know, there's, there's really never been a better reason for Minnesotans to go. Tony you and God, right? Man. Tony, you know, probably. I don't know. A case could be made. He's the most popular Twins plane figure in history because he's never left. You know, he mm-hmm. stayed here. And then Cot, you know, was a, identifies. A de, he identifies as a twin. Okay, yes, Isn't he that does. What say he identifies as a twin. I don't know what his pronouns are, but he identifies <laughs> as a twin. So. It was great. MLB Network did a, a profile on Buxton, just kind of how his career, you know, the ups mm-hmm. and the downs, and it was actually a really well done. It was probably like a five minute piece that they did on him, and they 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 go back to when Seelig announces the pick back in 2012. And you see Tony sitting at the table there, and he gives it the, oh, because you could tell Tony had no idea who they were picking. But he was just celebrating yeah. whoever the name that they were going to call. He was just celebrating yeah. whoever it was. It was great. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, an amazing uh, an amazing uh, personality. And as his wife says, I never have met anybody who didn't like Tony. And yeah. that's, that's the true, you know, the... I, when I had those Legend Club seats with other guys, his mm-hmm. seats were right behind us there in the okay. Legend Club. So everybody who used the tickets or come up to me, you never guess who we sat in front of. Uh, I'd say Tony Oliva. How do you know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a big event. That's uh, for Minnesota. That's for damn sure. No kidding. True. Who else? Uh, and we got Whalen. And McHale, now McHale was in last year's class, but they didn't have a ceremony. So Springfield Mass in September, I think you got oh, uh, sure, Whalen, yeah. and, uh, Whalen and McHale. Got to go out there for somebody's got to go out there for that too. And that won't be during their their season won't start, won't have begun yet, right? Oh no, no. Okay. Whalen got a player from uh, Western Nebraska uh, Junior College. Okay. You know who else came from Western Nebraska Junior no. College? Bobby Jackson. Really? If this player is as good as Bobby Jackson, that'll kind of fix, pick things up for Coach Whalen, that's for sure. I don't think the Timberwolves get enough or, or don't get ripped enough for letting him go. He had a great career in yeah. the NBA with yeah. the with the with the the Kings. Yeah, and, and he played defense. He could yes. he could have really guarded. And you know, he's I think he's their uh he's their uh, coach in the minor leagues he's their minor league head coach is he really now he's you know he's doing okay as a coach and i know he was he was only here for two years right only two years and really the first year he had come from health problems but his his senior year he was the best player the gophers have ever had i was just going to ask where you were where you rank him number one uh, really best basketball game i've ever seen at any level 
when they beat Clemson in two overtimes in San Antonio in the Sweet 16, and he had four fouls early in the third, early in the second half, and Eric Harris popped his shoulder. Remember I remember that? that. Yes. And he had to come back in, play point guard, play point guard for the rest of that game, through two overtimes without committing his fifth foul, and did everything made the defensive plays made the offensive plays and that clemson team which was coached by rick barnes oh was that, it yeah they were mean they were like they'd lost a bunch of games in the acc but they were really physical and of course the gophers had thomas and courtney james and what a squad that was, that a was. brutal battle and that was god that was a great game i've always said in all my years of sports writing I recall the the hair standing up on my arms twice. Okay. Both basketball. <laughs> when the dream team came out on the court for the first time up in Portland, when the game started, it was all like like this, uh, <laughs> you know, because, you know, they had them all. Magic and Bird, and the starting lineup was Magic and Bird and Jordan and Barkley and David Robinson, I believe. And then that during that, during that Clemson game, like in the first and second overtime, it was like, ah, you know, because <laughs> it was such a great game. It was, and you, you kind of wanted them to win because it was would have been fun, you know. You thought they could the the great season they had it would have been really disappointing to lose in the uh, Sweet Sixteen. Right? But, uh, was that Greg Buckner? Wasn't he on that team? Yeah, he was. Yeah, they had a bunch of they had a they had two, a couple of NBA guys. I yeah, think that, they, but they just had a real nasty. Uh, I did a thing on Barnes on the phone. When Tennessee was number one in the country about three years ago, I think 2020, I, the SID there was really good. And he got him on the phone with me, and I brought up that game, and he said, "It's one of the top five of my career that I've coached a lot of them." He said, "I never says as far as two teams competing, that was as good as it gets." Really? Right there. Yeah. So, can you believe that that was 25 years ago? <laughs> It's that hard to believe. Yeah. The 97, 97 run. It is 25 years ago. Wow. Yeah. And you go back to 99 when the scandal hit. That team was in the tournament. They probably they would have beaten Gonzaga probably. In the, that Gonzaga team ended with up going team, to the With their team, with their regular four, guys, yeah. Because yeah. they played them close. And that Gonzaga, that was Munson, and that obviously got him the job here. But... Go for basketball in the 23 years since then. Oofta. Mm-hmm. They've had a couple no, of blips, but for the most part, yeah. I think they've only been in the tournament, is it six times? Six times, I think, and they've only won two games. You know who uh, Patino uh, won one and Tubby won one, right? And you know who led the team in scoring that day against Gonzaga in 1989, don't you? Nope. My guy, Mitch Onstead. Oh, really? Fairville, Minnesota. Really? He came in. I don't. Yeah. I don't think he was going to play. He hadn't played a whole lot. No, right? but yeah. Clemson said, get who'd in we, there. <laughs> well, who did we throw out before that game? A couple of them. It was Quincy, Miles Tarver. Quincy? I don't think Quincy was in. I, think, I don't think Quincy got Wasn't tossed. he? No. Okay. Tarver was, Tarver was a guy that went state's evidence. Uh, Tarver was a guy that went state's evidence. I'd have to look it up. I can't. I don't have. I, I'm almost positive that that Tarver. Are you sure Quincy was? Maybe he was. Maybe I, I, don't, I don't mean Quincy to, was involved. Okay. No. I don't. You know. But Quincy they they played him tough, even with a bunch of guys out too. I remember that being a close game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fairly close. Yeah. But that 
I, I covered that uh, that Gonzaga team in their regional because uh, I don't know why I was in Arizona, and uh, I covered them in their regional. And no, no, that team did not. Yeah, that team made it to the. They didn't make it to the final four. They got beaten the Elite Eight. Okay. By Khalid Yukon. Oh, that's Khalid, right. Khalid beat him. That's right. Khalid beat him, and but that was a war, man. And uh, I was sitting right behind the the uh, the uh, Gonzaga bench, here so I could listen to Munson. And I was really impressed. I thought, hey, we got the right guy here. He's mm-hmm. hard nosed and everything, because it wasn't, boy, you're playing great, guys. It was, you know, the, do we're this. Gonna, we're yeah. gonna win this game. Didn't uh, turned out to be a disappointment, but uh, but he's had a decent career, hasn't he? Because wasn't he at Long Beach? Still at Long Beach. Still yeah. there. he's yeah. won that conference a couple of times, and they're they're mediocre. I think he's in trouble now, though. He, did he get fired, or they had a horrible year? But that's know. a good job to have for ten years. Oh God, living yeah. in Long Beach—that's not bad. Yeah, it's okay. Tark had that job before he went to Vegas. Oh, that's right. Yep. Tark. By was, the way, uh, Tark was uh, Tark. My favorite Tark story. <laughs> he had George Gerben. George, you know, he got mm-hmm. George Gervin to come out there, and uh, and uh, George didn't like California, he liked Detroit, and, and so he had this kid. He says, "Hey, just, just take him." He had this kid. He said, "Just drive him around, take him to wherever he wants to go." <laughs> A few hours later, he says, this "Kid, where's George?" He says, "I took him to the airport." <laughs> <laughs> He, he wanted to go home. home. He flew home to Detroit. Tark, what? <laughs> what the hell did you do? Because George would have been on one of the, those great Long Beach teams he had if he'd had George. There. Sure. That would have helped. Oh, I would and think so. I think so. he could keep him George ineligible at Long Beach, too. Oh, heavens, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, speaking of Gonzaga, Chet Holmgren's going to be your number one pick in the NBA. Give that, give that fella some meat. He is going to get. What is he, a vegetarian? I don't is know. He, God. He's a hell of a player. Don't get me he wrong. Has, he's, a, oh, he's, he's, he's fabulous. How are they going to? You think they're ever going to be able to put forty pounds on him? He can't weigh over two twenty. No can chance. He? I don't even think he's over two hundred. Is he? He's seven one. Man. Right? Although I, I was listening to somebody. I think it was on Dan Patrick's show, and he had a guest on that said, "You know what? Though we said the same thing about Durant when he came out of Texas, They'll and I never thought." Get- Never get. Right. He thought he'd never get bigger. Well, just that he was going to be too fragile to play in the NBA yeah. right away. He was oh. rookie of the year, I think, wasn't he? And when he was with Durant. Seattle, Durant. Yeah. yeah. Well, Dirk too. Dirk was oh, yeah. like yeah. lean, and they were everybody was ridiculing the hell out of Dallas for that pick. This guy can't play. He was seventeen or something. And they said they the same him. thing about Luca. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, is he good? Yes. Ooh. But uh, you see, who ate his lunch? Made him. I have miser- not watched any of the made series. Made him miserable defensively. Draymond, uh, Andrew Wiggins. You're kidding was me. Fantastic last night. Twenty-seven and eleven, and played defense on Luca most of the game. Who won the trade? <laughs> who won the trade? We were giving Gerson all his credit. You gave up what the number seven. six draft choice, six, six yeah. seven draft choice. And you got that dog, D'Angelo. And now you're trying to move him this offseason. Yes, yes. So not quite the great triumph that we all thought it was. All righty, then. Uh, thank you to the mayor. You want to uh, go back and listen to the first part? The mayor was, He you know, was you here. Know one thing about the mayor, when you're on the air with the mayor, you always know 
when there's something else. <laughs> it's, he doesn't hide his. He doesn't hide his discomfort well with, nope. his, with the clock, right? No, nope. he? when he's eyeballing the watch, <laughs> you know that there's an appointment to be yes. had. I was telling somebody. Somebody was asking me, "What about what's with Joe?" I mean, I said about your my friendship with Joe, and I said, "All you got to know about Joe is <laughs> the best way to drive him crazy." was to try to delay him at 3.56 from getting out of the studio because he then might miss the light at the on University Avenue. Barry. And this would cost him four minutes from getting home. It would that that the only the only thing that mattered the last segment of the show was to end it so he could get so he could to, get in the car and the hit car, that light. Hit that light. And, of course, it took probably several, couple of weeks of research to realize what the key time was to <laughs> to get to hit the. Now I think the train is sporadic enough. You know, it's yep. not, it doesn't stay right on schedule. That I think he could miss the light anytime. I think so, so too, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. in the clear now. That it's running yeah. uh, less frequently than yes. uh, the old light rail. Oh. But uh, but but even that, I mean, if, I mean, he could he could get it out, and the train wouldn't necessarily be coming by at four o'clock. It might be Correct. a little earlier, might be a little right, later. Right. So. But he had. He's all out. ours. Said, yeah, we ain't trained him. That's for sure. All right. Hey, one last thing. I yes, want to sir. mention my dear friend Craig Fink from uh, Minot, Scottsdale. He died uh, uh, on uh, Thursday, right? Friday, Thursday. Uh, heart attack, 72 down at Scottsdale. He was having heart problems. Uh, he was the uh, character of incredible, uh, of, he was such a character, a big friend of Tom Swanson, who was a college roommate, who went to school with Roe at St. Cloud. Okay. That's how we all got to be buddies. And Roe, they were such a collection of goofballs up in Minot that Roe and I used to drive up to play in the Big Mole which was their season opening golf tournament in at the end of April at the New Minot Country Club. One year it was 28 oh, when we God. teed off. We'd go up there and freeze our arse off, but we'd get more laughs, most of them from being around Fink. And uh, then he, he went to Scottsdale. Uh, his wife, uh, Robin, made a really nice career down there, still is selling real estate down there. And he became her lawyer and kind of her financial guy. But he uh, he made his uh, his dad owned a, a group of uh, kind of low budget clothing men's clothing things. Okay. Zips, remember Hal's? Oh sure. Well, they were Hal's were the rivals. Oh, okay. Zip and they with these they weren't in here, but they were in the Dakotas. Zips. Okay. And Hal's and and and. Uh, Tommy Halpern owned Hal's, and great guy. I know him, too. Big buddy of Wong's. He's a guy that had, uh, uh, he had diabetes bad, and he had a, a toe and a half chopped off his left foot. And, okay. Uh, I was playing golf with him, and he's a really good golfer. But we were playing against Dan Simpson, who's a pro at Minneapolis Golf Club now. He had a match going with him, and Simpson was giving him some strokes, but we were playing at a statue, and, and Halpern, quote, uh, closed him out on 17. We got the 18th tee, and Halpern says, so how do you like getting beat by an eight-and-a-half-toed Jew? 
<laughs> one of my great, one of my great quotes of all time. So, and he was fake was from that same mentality. Sure, and uh, just a just a hell of a guy. And uh, Tom Swanson called me the other morning, and he said, "I got bad news," and it just made me. Before he gave it to me, I thought, uh, but he went to Augustus with Augusta with us about three times too. And what a character! He also. On Thanksgiving, we were down there once with him in Scottsdale Thanksgiving, and Jim was stationed in Yuma, and my son, and he came up. And they used to make a big deal out of uh, Thanksgiving, and he had the Fink Athlon, which was like a quiz deal. Okay. But an elaborate thing with all kinds of – and you would you would partner with somebody – for this quiz game, but not your wife or partner. Had to be somebody different. Yeah, yep. Mixed. yep. And his mother was still alive. That I can't remember what her name was, but the classic Jewish mother, man. <laughs> and God, she used to he and he'd always say, "I'm your favorite, aren't I, Mom? Aren't I your favorite?" She said, "No, you're my least favorite of the th- of the kids. <laughs> You've always been the least favorite of my kids." <laughs> I mean, it was just a it was just a circus of subtle little insults oh, and hilarious, fantastic. just a hilarious guy. And the his wife's just a very proper and prim gal, and a good and balance. He's yeah. just a needle and agitate. And he was always one of those guys. If he, you know, well, kind of like our old radio show with you and I and Manny. If an if there was a if there was a, a moment of praise, the insult was coming right oh, around. Oh, 100%. And Fick, the insult, <laughs> if he was saying something that would make you feel semi-good, there was always the... Um, Just wait, the, the there's coming more. Coming around <laughs> and, and slap you in the back of the head type of guy. And uh, he's, uh, you know, he's uh, there, there's service for him today, I think, in Scottsdale. Uh, he was he was the rabbi in Minot because they didn't have a rabbi, so he took one. the he took the uh, studied something sure. and got approved that he could do the. But the rab the church was in his living room basically, <laughs> and uh, they would have services on the holidays and stuff. And okay. he was the he was the town rabbi. He also owned a bar called the Barley Pop. He didn't run it, but he owned the building, the Barley Top Pop. And did I tell you this? They, the Barley Pop was this old building, an old bar, but they built a, they expanded the street, right, mm-hmm. out in front. Oh, so there was the sidewalk was like very one, narrow, one yeah. step. So if you came stumbling out of the Barley Pop, there was a fifty percent chance that a car going ninety was going to kill you. <laughs> the barley, everybody came in the back of the Barley Pop, but you know Josh Duhamel, yeah, the actor uh, is a Minot guy. Sure, and he used to when he came to town, he drank at the Barley Pop. Oh, they really? Said. Yeah. So he was uh, a good local boy. They loved him. Yeah, they loved him. A former quarterback at Bishop Ryan up there. In the oh, Catholic wow. I didn't know he was. A, I did not know he was Minot a football guy. player. Was he married to the country? Fergie? Fergie, that's right. Are they still married? I don't they can't think so. Be. They no, can't I, don't, I don't think they're so. They're both too good looking to still <laughs> right. be married, right? With right. they're both they both had to be cheating, right? Yeah. I mean, they've got right. options. I mean, him. <laughs> how could he not cheat? I don't know. He'd have to. I mean, he'd have to be neutered. That would be his only problem. That would be his only chance, right? So wait, you want Josh Duhamel to be neutered, and you want to kill all the monkeys? No, that's what we've I don't want today. him to be. I just want him to go out and do whatever he wants. Yeah, to right. Do. I got you. I've always said, 
If this country worried a hell of a lot less about philandering, we wouldn't have nearly much problem. <laughs> Just don't ask, don't tell. Right. Okay. It's not whether that should, you know, that was the thing for the gay folks in the military, right? Don't ask, don't tell. That sure. should also be the thing in marriage, right? Don't right. ask, don't tell. <laughs> All right. See you we'll later. See ya. That, we'll leave you with that. <laughs> we'll leave you with that fine thought. Absolutely. That positive note to end the day. <laughs> yes. You have heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for several years now. The reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Actually, there are two reasons here, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. You hear the saying, past results do not guarantee future returns. And while that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. You can trust Josh to make sure you are not paying more in fees than you are seeing in returns. That is more common than you would think, but not with Josh. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain by booking a 48-minute free evaluation with Josh. This is a no-obligation meeting. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. And while you're there, ask Josh the long, long-term question. Why is it 48 minutes? A beautiful lawn is just a click away. Hello, sports fans. You schedule that free in-person lawn care analysis and estimate right now at ProfessionalTurf.com. You do that. ProTurf will send a highly trained and experienced service tech to your home who will analyze your lawn's condition, then customize a three- to five-step fertilizer and weed control application plan that's environmentally safe and guaranteed for superior results. A beautiful, healthy lawn free of crabgrass, dandelions, and broadleaf weeds. Locally owned, Professional Turf, they've been serving the Twin Cities since 1982. Schedule your free in-person lawn care estimate today at ProfessionalTurf.com. Minnesotans in unison enjoy all this great state has to offer during the summer. From Niagara Cave to the Lake of the Woods, outdoor adventures abound. Minnesota spans more than 86,000 square miles. There's something to see everywhere. It's great we can experience a state so rich in landmarks, landscapes, art, and adventure. With so many adventure options, we were thinking, why are so many Minnesotans limiting their options for insurance? for home and autos. Today, 80% of Minnesotans have their insurance with one agent who has only one company. That means no options. At the Canterbury Group, we offer you more than 16 companies for your home and auto insurance and 40 professionals to do business with. So as your needs change, we have options that continue to provide you with the best coverage for the best price. You wouldn't want to fish in only one of Minnesota's 10,000 lakes, and we don't want you to be stuck with only one insurance company. Visit thecanterbygroup.com or call 800-967-3389. Get many insurance options today.